podcast. I'm your host, Austin, and of course, we have your second host as well. Hello, I'm Mike. And uh, we're super excited for tonight because tonight. Grab the camera! What the fuck? Hey, shit! Hey, Austin, wake up. What? Why is it dark? I feel like I'm surrounded by bullshittery. Our Denkins decided it was time for us to go through an initiation ritual. Those filthy witches. We've done so much for them. We've done so much for them. Are, are your hands also tied? I, I think so. This takes being poked down to an entire new level. I feel like there are Cheetos in the room, though. My Cheeto senses are tingling. You, you have a very keen Cheeto sense. And for some reason, I feel like I'm surrounded by tits, dick, ass, something. At least they didn't use salt. <sighs> they don't learn that. Is that some... that's, that's, that's taking things too far. Are you getting some weird feeling of like some bullshit spell? Um, I don't know. I know it's weird. Yeah. I'm Ash. Hi, I'm Victoria. Hi, I'm Bonnie. Hi, I'm Michelle. And you're joining the Salty Witches Podcast Dedicate Takeover Edition. Hey. Uh, tonight, without giving too much away, uh, we're going to go over the process of dedicating to a coven and the journey along the way. Our story starts at Shadowfest 2022, but you're not here for that. You guys want the tea. We'll talk about the challenges, the victories, and our individual paths along the journey. Yep. Mm-hmm. So who wants to start? Let's start with you, because you Let's have the biggest me. story, I feel like. I have the biggest story. I think I was the first one to ask to dedicate in last year. Um, I had a Wiccan phase. I'm a lapsed Wiccan. And I did have a coven while I was doing that. And I said, never again with a coven until I met the guys here. Um, they were sort of surprised when I asked because they knew my backstory. But I, I love this group. I love everyone in it. Um, and I just wanted to be a bigger part of that. Me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I've been on the witchcraft path for a really long time. Tried other stores, tried other classes, and I can never find anyone that had the same mentality about witchcraft as I did. And I always felt like I stuck out because I don't believe in, like, rule of three and those things. So... I started listening to the Salty Witches podcast after I found out the store had been here for like a couple of years. I don't know how it took me so long to find it, but um, I just, I was listening to the podcast and I absolutely adored these guys. And I started taking a bunch of bunch of classes and now I'm here. <laughs> so my story, I... I didn't realize I was raised in a witchcraft family until about four years ago when I, I found the shop and I started taking classes and there were so many things that I'm like, oh, my mom does this or my, my grandmother does this. Like, this makes so much sense in my head, but there was never like a rhyme or a reason behind it. It was just something that, like we did. Um, and so I started taking, taking classes about four years ago. Um, I took the Awaken the Witch class, which highly recommend. Highly. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's an amazing structure. Um, and that kind of helped me step into my power and who I am. Um, that was about two years ago. 
Um, and then this last year, I heard that they were accepting dedicants again. So I was, I jumped on the train and was like, please. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> well, I got serious about Minecraft in like 2015. And uh, a few years later, I heard that they opened up this shop and I meant to get around, but it was around the time of the pandemic that I finally actually was able to make it around here. And that day uh, when I came in, Austin was talking about Awakening the Witch. I was like, yeah, sign me up for that because I was looking for more structure and to get a little bit more serious. There was so much information out there that it was really hard um, as a solitary practitioner to, to sort through what was bullshit and what was reliable information. And so I was looking for uh, like mentorship. Took that class, it was awesome. Um, I took a few months off. I gave myself some time to like let the things that I had learned during the class soak in. And then I was like the last one to approach mm -hmm. about dedicating. Yep. It was like the week before. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so yep. I was like fast tracked through it. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. Yep. Talking to y'all. Mm -hmm. So what's the process been like? Has it been, I know for me, it hasn't been what I was expecting it to be. No, fully. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, like, when I first, like, started getting into witchcraft, or witchcraft, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and, like, kind of stuff talking about it and, like, talking about, like, the process of dedicating. And so I had, like, a certain idea in my head of, like, what a coven was and, like, what my role would be in a coven. And then, like, this experience and, like, don't get me wrong, it's a thousand times better than anyone had <laughs> ever, like, described. Uh, but this experience is so different and so unique mm -hmm. than a lot of the other, like, groups out there and what, like they're willing to talk about kind of right thing, but, yeah. right we are treated incredibly well they're yeah. very open about everything mm -hmm. it's not like oh you're a dedicate you're a rung below everybody else we're yeah. very much treated equal but not equal because we're yeah. not initiates yet yeah but should we go over what being a dedicate like means yeah okay so in order to dedicate into a coven it means that you've approached a coven and you have like a it's usually a year depending on what type of like group or coven you like reach out to um in our case it's a year so we all approached the coven we were initiated as dedicants and then we are in the the last three-fourths of our year of being dedicants mm -hmm. and then come the shadow fester halloween Samhain, whatever you want to call it um we will either be initiated or like a yeah. There's not a guarantee of either one. It's up in the air, and all we can do is hope. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that you mentioned that's uh, one of the things that I was looking for um, in even considering joining a coven is the coven structure. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I love about um, our coven is that um, there is a hierarchy but everybody's sovereignty is respected. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are very much a group of witches in our own right that come together to do workings. Mm -hmm. So we're not dependent on the other coven members to do anything. No. Exactly. Because there yeah. could be any configuration of how a coven is set up. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for me that was a big green flag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I had seen it in practice. Because, um, I mean, we were around for all of us for... Yeah. a while well, so, yeah yeah i was sniffing and, him out for like a year and a half before yeah. i even asked yeah. yeah yeah and i mean like there there are like things that like so like i had a spell that i had to do in my personal life that i was kind of like i need more people to do this with like it 
it involved a fire and throwing stuff across the fire. And so I was like, I, I need my coven for this. There is no humanly way for me to do this by myself. And so it was easy as sending a message. And then everyone was like, yeah, let's this date, this time, like, let's go. And then I think we all we all had way too much fun in that we spell. Like, yes. It, it was, was iconic, though. <laughs> it worked immediately. It did. Yeah. <laughs> but even like outside of that like there's stuff that we all do in our own practices that are strictly just us like there there are some things that we do like we we celebrate our our holidays and then help each other where needed but we more like we support each other instead of having to rely on one another right yes right exactly that's a good way of putting it yeah Yeah. Yeah. just to build on what you were saying um there was something that happened in my life that i wasn't in a I was not seeing clearly, I was not in a mental state to do my own scrying and divination and get answers. I couldn't trust anything. And so I reached out to the coven and last minute everybody showed up. I got direction and guidance and that is the current path that I'm on right now. And this is in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, in in tandem with like, I'm making myself sound like a crazy person. And it's fine, okay, <laughs> I am, but it's... You're good. <laughs> we're the Zenekins, we're not normal, okay? No. No. <laughs> you might have seen us around the shop. <laughs> In combination with like therapy and stuff, like talking to a professional, mm-hmm. um, I think that that was really meaningful to me to know that there's a group of people that I can call to say like, oh my God, I can't, I have to get outside voices and outside perspective and they showed up, so. Well, not only that, like when my father-in-law was in the hospital or Michelle's sister was hurt, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't meet all in person, but we all did a spell at our place to help out yes. with those things. So, I mean, there's that kind of community, too, where we don't necessarily have to get together to yeah. help each other. Right. Yeah. But we do, like when our coven brother passed away, we yeah. were here. Everybody showed up. Yeah. Everybody. And the there was no, yeah, flocked in. there was like, no question that the entire coven was going to be here yeah. to help everybody through it. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's important to say, though, um, that a coven's not a friend group. No. That's a very large misconception that I've, like, just noticed across the witchcraft community. Um, yes, we all have friendships and, like, relationships with one another, mm-hmm. but it's that wasn't the reason for us to join the coven. The reason, at least personally speaking, my reason to join the coven was to learn more and learn from other people in different perspectives than what was given to me in my personal life and with just like talking with the boys and don't get me wrong i learned so much from them from them but i learned so much more from the people at this table and like the other members of the coven just kind of being like oh instead of using this herb use this one like it'll sting more or it'll soothe better kind of a thing Mm -hmm. but Mm. yeah we have to remember to untie them before we leave we probably should (laughs) i mean they'll be back here tomorrow Mm, that's true maybe it'll be good for them yeah yeah Sleepover like camping yeah that's fine fine. um just another thing to add to that is that um and i think that like every everything that you could every podcast every youtube video everything you can look at will say this that you do not have to join a coven to be a witch no no um there are a lot of benefits to joining a coven um but it's also comes with its own challenges so Mm -hmm. uh what would you guys say has been one of the biggest challenges that you faced joining the coven for me it's been i'm very much one of those people where if i don't know i will figure it out myself i'm a strong independent witch so (laughs) it's been 
giving that up a little bit and relying on my coven mates yeah. a little bit more. So that's been my big challenge. Mine's been asking for help because for basically all of my life, I've kind of just, I figured, I figured out things on my own when I, I shouldn't, sorry, did I steal yours? My bad. No. We can say this together. Okay. <laughs> um, but with a coven, like you, you, you put yourself in a very vulnerable position and like all of you is like out on the table for everyone to see. But with like our group, especially like I could, I could come in being like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm depressed out of my mind. Like I just sobbing and don't get me wrong. I have, um, and every one of them has been like, okay, what can I do to help you? Like, what mm -hmm. do you need from me to get past this? Like, do you need me to drive you to therapy? Like, well, what do you need? And I don't know that that's been a huge blessing in my life to just be able to okay. not realize. I know I always <laughs> cry. I'm the cry baby. Um, to be able to have someone offer help instead of me feeling like I need to ask for help when I don't know what to do anymore. But yeah. You're just going to say ditto or? <laughs> uh, no. I would say what these two said also. But um, on top of that, I am a huge planner. So when people like to be like, let's meet tonight. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> but that's been the biggest thing that's... that's been a struggle for me because like I have plans but then I like drop everything to go do that yeah. <laughs> and it's just been a struggle. You definitely you you have to relook at your priorities mm -hmm. when joining like a cup of definitely. Like, I, don't get me wrong like family and work is so so important and you should definitely prioritize those things but like my at least in my like experience like my priorities are family work and then coven. Yes. Like end of story any friends, social gather gatherings, anything else is all behind the coven. Yeah. I, but I mean, I also would rather come to the full moons and dark moons than like go out both nights. Like, yeah. But what about you? What's been your most challenging thing? I would say, I'm not sure, we've never taken a vote, but I would say in the coven, um, we have a lot of extroverted folks. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm very introverted. Um, and so it can be hard for me to do even things like this or um, lead rituals and, mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and I think uh, it's been, I guess, kind of a, a good thing to, yeah. this is where the growth happens is when yeah. you're uncomfortable. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but it is hard. It is it hard. Is. And I think it's something that's going to be hard for me forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I mean, like, we're, we're put in... To, like we're put into situations that are completely safe for us but are also completely uncomfortable mm -hmm. so yeah. like we were all given the task that we needed to write a ritual together we needed to plan the ritual we needed to do everything around this and then perform it with the coven kind of a thing and i i feel like i can kind of speak for all of us go but going into that we're all like oh no yeah like, <laughs> why like please don't do this to us and then we actually like sat down and was like okay like they they give us like base archetypes to go off of and then like we we kind of like had a plan and then michelle had a dream of like what the ritual needed to be i'm terrified to it to ever look in her dream journal but, like, um she had a dream and then messaged all of us at 3 a.m being like this is what we're doing this is like perfect and like we made a few tweaks here and there and then like i i don't know the we're, I say this with all the love, 
the boys aren't the best at like telling us when we're doing like a good job. No. Um, but That's why they're tied up. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with like this ritual, for example, it was automatically like, holy cow, we're impressed. Like you guys did yeah. amazing. Like this was one of the funnest rituals we've been in. Like all of that kind of stuff, and like that was very like validating for yes. all of us on like our journeys. I yeah, feel like mm-hmm. and but. that's why we'll untie them later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys find the shop? Let's go through that. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> so. It was my husband. <laughs> Your um, muggle husband. My muggle husband was like. Did you know that there's a new witch shop in Taylorsville? And I'm like, no. I'm like, it's not the bog. And he's like, no. And I'm like, take me there now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I came in and talked to Mike. And he never got rid of me. Just like Austin told me on the first moon ritual, don't be a stranger. And now look. (laughs) (laughs) what you wish for. Yeah. Yep. See, so I, I had always collected crystals, like that just was part of my childhood, was shiny rocks. Um, and so I I think I was searching for new crystal shops and then Cat and Cauldron popped up and I was like, I like cats, okay, like, <laughs> let me go in and see what's about. And I met Austin and this is why I'm a crybaby. I met Austin, we were talking and I instantly just started sobbing. And he was just like, okay, take a deep breath. Like, you're fine. Like, what's going on? And then he couldn't get rid of me. Like, I, I've i been here for four years. I, I live here now. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. I, remember I remember one. You don't remember? So, yeah. Really? No, I honestly, I think I, I honestly just, like, on Facebook or something. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. Great. And then I did, and it's like, and then and it's all been one big blur, and I'm now sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. For me, I had been thinking for a while, because I fell off the path for a while, and I had been thinking that I needed to get back on the path, get back to my craft. How am I going to do that? I'm in Utah, for God's sake. Um, Vibes. (laughs) Vibes. So many vibes. (laughs) I was dropping a package off at UPS across the across the street here, and instead of going out the way I usually go out onto Redwood, I went out the back way. And stopped at the stop sign and looked across the street and I saw the, the sign for Cat and Cauldron. And I was like, hmm. So I went home and Facebooked them and stalked them and looked at everything and came in and checked the shop out and thought Mike was kind of grumpy. And <laughs> he is kind of grumpy, grumpy. And then I came to a moon ritual and I was crying at the end of it. And I told Austin, I have not been in a ritual in 25 years almost. And this was like coming home. And that's what the whole, the whole experience of the store and especially the coven is meant is like coming home. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's something that like feels right and natural to all of us. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, like it, like I said, like, yes, there's moments where we're like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm mentally like, ah, but at the end of the day, like this, this is kind of like our chosen family. Yes. Yeah. Like we, we fight like siblings, like we, we get along like siblings, like it, even though they're like there's there's different age ranges in between all of us. Like mm-hmm. I, hell, I call you mom. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the witch mom. Yes. <laughs> She's the baby. I am. Hello. <laughs> what else? Oh. I'm really 
boring for the listeners. Just listening <laughs> know, on just the video, to guys. Awkward silence. Uh, um, awkward can you hear silence. them struggling in there? No. Okay, good. I think, they, I think Austin fell asleep again. Let me actually travel and see what they're doing. Okay, they're still tied up. Okay, okay good. good. We're good. Perfect. Well, um, what I noticed on my path was that, like, there are different points where you start to feel more powerful, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering how did that work for you? What was your experience like coming into power in the coven? Was it different than working solitary? Yes, like, definitely. Want to yeah. talk about that song? Yeah. I, I think I came into power during Awakening the Witch. That Same. was when I really mm-hmm. started yeah. coming into power. Well, because Awakening the Witch kind of it forces you to incorporate witchcraft into every, yes. like, into your everyday life. Like, it's not something that you can be like, oh, well, I'll just do this on Tuesdays. Like, you you have to do it every day. And yeah. Like, there, that is what witchcraft is like, because. In, again, in my opinion, uh, witchcraft is the exchange of energy that happens every day in everything. When you touch an item, that's an exchange of energy. And so there, there's so many like different aspects of witchcraft. I think stepping when I first stepped into my power was in Awaken the Witch. I think in a coven sense was when we led our own ritual. Because yeah. Yes. That that each one of us had like a certain point where it's like, okay, I'm in charge of this part, kind of a thing. Um, and so I think in order, like, in order to do that, we had to step up. It was step up or step out. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, we all stepped up. Like, we, we did what we needed to. And I, that was the first time that I was like, holy cow, I did that. Like, I, I did my part. We, we killed the entire ritual. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was fun. That was a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. For me, it was feeling that, like, click of the coven spirits saying okay i see you oh yes they are quite persistent they are they They were there was one that bonnie and i take classes we took classes together all the time we would sit together now all the time and there was one that would like stand behind us i'd be like he's back she's like yeah (laughs) I'm like, I'm trying to take notes. (laughs) But that feeling once we dedicated of, like, the spirits accepting you Mm -hmm. as part of the coven was definitely empowering. Yes. That was also empowering. Yeah. Mine was also during Awakening the Witch. We had a ritual that we had to do, and I had something show up that I was having like a visualization and it was like a almost like a bowl head and it was like staring me down like right in my face and instead of like (laughs) instead of like being like oh my god what the fuck and like bailing out I just held my ground and it was like this moment of like I don't know just really like a lot of power and it, it felt pretty good I had to share um you know the praise is doesn't come often yeah. and it didn't come then but <laughs> we know it did it was like that was great that you that you stood mike said that was great that you stood your mm-hmm. that's like a scary thing that that may happen yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i still think about that well, yeah. yeah that's cool my lucifer ritual made me ball like ugly crying forever See, my ritual is why I have the relationship I have with it. Yeah. So, uh, just for new listeners, I guess, we are not yeah, talking talk about, about the, yeah. the red, scary Christian Lucifer. We are talking about our deity, Lucifer. He, he's very, he's the, he's like the reason why, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he's the so real he's Lucifer. So, he's like, 
Yeah, he's the Roman Lucifer. He's the morning, the, star. the morning star, the bringer of light. Like, he shines light onto the subjects that you are not comfortable with. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but so, in my Lucifer ritual, I or so I did a path working. was my first time, like, meeting him, I guess. Um, it was one that the shop did. Highly recommend the path workings. They are amazing. Um, I... Austin was leading everyone into, like, a forest, and I'm somewhere just in the middle of a desert, and there was, like, a blue, like, orb, and I was like, well, what is that? And so I went over and, like, touched it, and then, like, everything kind of, like, blew back, and it, like, turned white, and then I woke up, or, like, I didn't wake up because I actual travel, but, like, I opened my metaphoric eyes, I guess, and just, like, saw the sky, and then there was, like, just this, like, blonde guy hanging over me, and he's like, oh, cool, what's up? And, like, I I probably have the most relaxed relationship with Lucifer because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's very much, like, if I'm going to go do a baneful working, he's like, yeah, let's get him. Like, let's go. <laughs> kind of a thing. Or even if I'm healing, he's like, okay, like, let's, let's put a little sun here. Like, it'll be fine. Whereas I feel like what... And I, I'm Mine wasn't for scary. <laughs> I was ugly crying because yeah. he's, like, the dad... I didn't have but always wanted yeah. anything. That's what they said. Like yeah. big old hug, I'm proud of you kind of thing going on. So that's why I like ugly cried. It wasn't yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like with all of our deities, they're like the like ideal like parent kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like Hecate is very like as much as she can be stern with you and very straightforward, she's also equally like as warm and like she accepts everything. Um, and I don't work with Diana as much as like the rest of you guys. Diana's um, the mom that makes you cookies. Yeah. 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 I loved oh, that goodness. analogy you used. She's the mom that makes you cookies. Hecate's the mom that gives you the like look. The look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the nod. Or the nod. <laughs> yeah. Awkward oh, silence. silence. Um, Yay, okay, awkward so we silence. do have a list of questions that's kind of been like commonly asked stuff. Uh, <laughs> To us as dedicants, if I can find it. While you're pulling that Does up, this I do really happen? One. What's up? Uh, how do you handle non magical practitioners or people that are not familiar with practicing witchcraft? Like the partners and the husbands. And my husband's very much a muggle. He doesn't he doesn't really get it, but he's very supportive of me. So he told me today that if there's a weird liquid in the house, he knows I have something to do with it. So (laughs) he has accepted my collection of rocks and keeping eggshells and the many, many, many jars that I have all over the house. All over the house. So he's very accepting. I'm lucky. When I read that question, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, like my professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I, I am not ashamed of and I won't hide, mm-hmm. but it is not something that I wear on my sleeve. Um, so I think though in the instances where, um, I have talked to like family and, and friends and whoever about it, I find that people are more curious than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you hear definitely the horror stories that, that exist and are valid, that it's like people walking up in the grocery store and telling 
you know, someone they're going to go to hell or whatever. I thought that mm-hmm. happened to me in the mall. I'm so lucky. I've never experienced that. I don't know what I would do. All I had was uh, pentagram earrings. Gosh. Really? <laughs> I've never had someone say that to me. Mine, uh, people always ask me if I'm a good witch or a bad witch, <laughs> and I always tell them that it depends on yes. how you treat me. Because mm-hmm. um, I can I can be so, so sweet, or I, I, I'll mess you up. There's not much in between. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, my muggle husband is very accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, what's this? I'm like, don't worry about it. He's like, okay, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's, he's very good about it. As for work, I kind of am like Ashley. Like, I don't deny it, but I don't walk around being like, I'm a witch. <laughs> um, kind of thing, because I work where there's a lot of Mormons, so. I also feel like it's sacred, and it's private. It yeah. yeah. If you it know, doesn't need to come up, then. Right. Yeah. Waving your religion or spiritual belief around is like waving a dick around in your yeah. hand. Like, you just don't yeah. want to do yeah, it, you, you know. know. <laughs> Well, and I don't know about you guys, but when I talk about it to, like, someone that, like, I meet at, like, a party or something, like, I'm, I'm 24, okay, um, I will always be like, oh, are you okay if I talk about this before I talk about it? To just kind of be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit crazy for a minute, but, like, it makes sense in my head, so, like, go with it with me, okay? Um, <laughs> Let me take you then, down a journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I always get like, oh, thanks for asking that. Like, you're the first person ever that started talking about their, their religious beliefs, being like, are you okay if I, like, share this with you kind of a thing? But I I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I get yeah. exhausted before the conversation even starts sometimes because there's so many misconceptions that you have yeah. to break through mm-hmm. before. Like, just barely bringing up Lucifer, it's like we have to add the disclaimer yeah. Yeah, that, that it's is, not... It's not the fallen angel. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. I get tired before I even start. Do you really <laughs> right. eat babies? It depends yeah. on yes. how much they cry. Yeah. <laughs> and people just assume that you're Wiccan, and we are very much not yes. Wiccan. Yes, that's the conversation I hate having. That's yeah. the one that makes me tired. Well, Wicca yeah. is a religion, um, and they, they subscribe to the Threefold Law, and yeah. everything is a little more sunshine and bunnies, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, While we are traditional witches, we will, what Mike says, hex and heal in equal measure. Um, It's not a religion, like a formalized religion. It's not a cult. Not a cult. (laughs) Um, It's a spiritual belief, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not classify it as a religion. Yeah. No, no, Wicca, yes. Wicca, yes, but not just being a traditional witch. And witchcraft itself is the act of doing, like, a spell. Or yeah. the act of the craft. transferring that energy yeah. and, like, pulling in that energy to do to manipulate it into what you want it to do. Um, whereas, like like you said, Wicca is a religion. Like, mm-hmm. we... There's a lot of ceremony to it. Yeah. And there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of things you have to memorize yeah. and a lot of ritual to it so it was a good jumping for me because i left the catholic church and went into wicca because i knew that's where that's where i belonged and then you thought well yeah but i mean as far as like as opposed to being catholic yeah so i went into wicca and it was an easy transition because there's the ceremony and the hierarchy and all of that stuff that mirrored the catholic church a little bit but then things kind of went to hell and I went solitary. Yeah. 
Yeah, like so I know. Oh, sorry. Just real quick. I know we like to tease, uh, tease our our Wiccan uh, cope, cope cohorts. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there is a lot in in Wicca that we have to be thankful for for opening a lot of doors. Yes. And for yeah. making definitely the things that we do palatable and ex- more accepted in like the broader society. Mm-hmm. Oh right, like. <laughs> When I started researching witchcraft and stuff, like, all the books were just Wicca. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. Which, I devoured them, but I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this part. Yeah. <laughs> well, because a lot of them wants you to be, like, skyclad. Which, if you don't know what skyclad it means, it means that you're completely nude in front of an entire group of people. We are not that kind of coven at all. No. None of us wants to see that of each other. None of us no. wants to be out there for each other. That is not the vibe. But... Uh, I've never been in a Wiccan like coven, so don't quote me. But like from my understanding, a lot of the like the Wiccan covens and Wiccan groups are all skyclad. Like they mm-hmm. want you to be completely vulnerable in both an emotional and physical sense. Yes. Whereas like we were vulnerable with each other in an emotional sense, but that's about it. Like, yeah. That's that's where the line starts and ends. But yeah. I think for yeah. me that was this kind of going back to like what we were talking about at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a, a green flag with this coven mm-hmm. was that that was not something that was expected. And I think it's yeah. totally fine if there is a coven, Wiccan or otherwise, that that's what happens. Yeah. Bottom line is consent. Yes. Your right. comfort level is your comfort level. Right. 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 Yeah. And I don't think we've been put into a position um, where any of us have felt uncomfortable. No. No. Unsure, unsure, scared, challenged, definitely. Yes. Unless you count how hard. You shouldn't talk about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. You it wasn't anything weird. <laughs> um, it wasn't anything weird. It wasn't anything weird. Can we like cut that part out? Yes. Okay. okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I wanted to ask though. Whereas, like, you were. Um, you were going to a Christian church before. Mm-hmm. Now, as you like practice hoodoo, do you, how do you feel about like the crossover of the two? Like, I'm fine with it. I don't have okay. the religious trauma like Wendy has. Gotcha. It was just very. It wasn't for me. I yeah. love the ceremony of the Catholic Church and the tradition and the pageantry. Yeah. Of the mass, I love that. Um, don't subscribe to the dogma. So it's been pretty easy for me to pick up the Bible again, and oh, I've got, you know, Psalms, mm-hmm. that's an aspersion with his stuff, that I, that I shall be made clean. Right. I'm, yeah. yeah. My friends are sort of weirded out that I can quote Psalms now. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah, yeah it's okay. been good. That's pretty cool, because, like, I, I'm not a hoodoo practitioner, like, it's not something I really looked into, because mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel like that's my path. Um, but I know, like, Austin did do a course on it, and that, like, both of you guys were yeah. in the course, so I, I wasn't, I knew there was crossover, but I wasn't sure how yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, I was very comfortable with it. Yeah, that's good. So. I, I learned like that, that Jesus had a foot fetish in that class. So. Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? <laughs> no. Oh. It might be the gay, sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, joining the coven, what you were just talking about made me think yeah. of this. Um, how much of your practice is still solitary? And do you think that that's an important aspect still when you're a part of a coven? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I did not want a coven that was reliant on everybody else to do anything. Yeah. So I think we're all, we're all very much sovereign witches. We all yeah. have our 
it probably even I know I've got my daily practices that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know like in in my case, like I witchcraft was something that was kept very hush hush until my my mom found out how deep I was into it, and then it came out that I she's from the UK, so back in like London. I have all of these family members that completely run this, like, huge Wiccan, like, coven. Like, that's oh, wow. just... Yeah. Have I not told no. you that? Yeah. yeah. So, they... It's, like, one of the largest covens in the UK, and my family, like, kind of are the high priest and high priestess of it. And, like, that's... It's always been in my, like, lineage to do this. And But my mom was nervous about me doing it too young or, like, knowing, like, if I knew what I knew now when I was 16, like that would have been a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, yeah. either <laughs> I would have cursed some people so quickly. Um, and so, like, I don't I don't blame her for it, but, like, I, it wasn't until I was, like, graduating The Wake and the Witch where she, she literally sat me down and she's like, okay, you're going to hate me for a couple months for this, but I have to tell you about this. Like, you're too far deep into it kind of a thing. And, like, I, I have an uncle that's written an entire... Uh, he's a scholar at... Uh, Manchester University is that what it is something like that um on witchcraft and on like Wigan like communities and so like it's it's something that's like always been in my blood and has always been like a thing in my life there was just never a name for it and I I feel like in my personal practice I do a lot of like Cornish things like a lot of Cornish craft um and I know that like uh Wendy does a little bit you do a little bit kind of a thing but the as a coven as a whole we're technically a traditional italian coven Mm -hmm. like it's as far away as possible but there is like a lot of crossover there we all have our own past and our own lineage that like we do in our personal life and then respect in a coven sense Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah if i was to pick one i think the closest that i get to any sort of like what type of stuff are you doing in your own time it would be chaos magic yeah so we all kind of do our own thing but we show up and i think that's that's one of the things that's always stood out to me as we've been going through this dedicancy process is that i i want to become i'm on my way to becoming and i see everybody else in this room this way too as our own freestanding pillars in a in a in a in a coven um, so we can all do all of our own things, mm-hmm. um, and then show up and do the traditional things. Um, so mad. <laughs> we brought up curses. We're okay. Anyways, <laughs> you were saying, Ashley. Uh, so with that said, I think that's something that as an individual, you have to sit down and be honest with yourself about, um, why you would want to join a coven. And if that is, um, realistic for you where you're at right now in your craft or you see that in the near you know year future let's talk a little bit about baneful magic because it's been brought up a couple of times and yay okay (laughs) we're all like yay baneful but we're not none of us are like we holy hill hill. yes um so there are three different types of baneful magic yep so you have your jinxes which is kind of like a burst of energy. Bonnie, give us an example. I hope you have the day you deserve. Yep. Yep. That's the perfect one. And then you have your hexes, which like is like a okay, uh if you don't stop driving crazy, you will get your license revoked. That's a really poor example. No, but like or... it 
Yeah. You will hit a pothole and get a flat tire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's stuff like that. Like, it's if you don't do this thing or break this bad habit, bad things will ensue. Yeah. And everything. It's conditional. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then curses are their lifetime. They're, they are meant to not only mess up someone's day, but mess up their, their life or their kids' life, depending on how you format it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, if you ever hear anyone say they're going to put you in a jar, just... You've done something wrong. Yeah. You've done something wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't yeah. piss off witches. Nope, we'll put you Unless in a jar. Unless you know you're, you know how to get rid of it, then I mean free game. But <laughs> no promises you can. Yeah. But I think we've all done at least a little bit. I know Bonnie and I have done a couple of things together. Yep. Yeah. Um, See, and I've never done a curse. I will, like, throw out a jinx or a hex, like, no problem. Like, I accidentally hexed someone by meditating. Oops. Um, I, I don't regret it. <laughs> it. shouldn't have fucked with me. Yeah. Um, but I, I've never felt like I needed to do a curse. Like, if if I... Anger's temporary, and the people that have done bad things in my life, they've, already, they, they've got their own karma coming in their next life. They mm-hmm. can deal with that then. I don't feel like I necessarily need to make that happen now um but that's well, my our, opinion ours was a binding which is a little yeah. bit yeah different. yeah so but you should always keep in mind that anything you do baneful needs to be justified and deserved yes. otherwise you're just being a petty witch yep. and it can backfire and, and it can back. backfire um and then just for clarification a binding is when you rush like you magically restrict someone from doing something, whether it's like talking crap or coming around, coming around, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. You like restrict them from doing a certain thing. Yep. But. I've done one curse. Oh, full on curse. curse. <laughs> so I don't want to share listening. too much because I don't want. Yeah. But a curse, 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 curse. curse. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Nicholas Cruz. The kid I remember that when you did that. Yeah, and I I think one of the important things is to always be doing your divination beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done any since because I trust my I, I when I when I attune to it I can feel that it is still very much yeah still active. Um, but afterwards, I got all I wanted was meat and sugar. It was yeah. the weirdest thing ever. Or yeah. McDonald's French fries. Yeah, McDonald's French fries. You do a lot of work. I felt like that mm-hmm. character in Men in Black, the one that's like more sugar in like the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt after the first moment I was at here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, yeah. it it does drain you. Yeah, like, it takes a lot of Having a power power, like in yeah. your energy, to gather all of these other energies, and that's. Like you said, that that is the cost of it. Like, yeah, it's not the threefold. It's not going to come back on you three times. Unless but you let there it. is a cost. In my personal opinion, if you're waiting for something to come back and bite you in the butt, it will. It will. If yeah. you're attracting that energy by being yep. anxious about it, it's going to come back. Like, yeah. It'll harm you. Whereas if you can, like, do something and just walk away, have enough trust in yourself just to mm. walk away from it and be like, I'll get what they deserve, like, that. that's when... Like, you have to be comfortable enough and confident enough in your own abilities in order to be like, okay, I did this huge working. It's done. Like, no yep. more energy. It's done. Nope. Set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So what do you think, ladies? Should we let the boys out? Not yet. How about we ask a few more questions? Okay. 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 Um, 
What is your favorite tool? The finger, because yeah. it directs energy. It can be an athame. It can be a wand. <laughs> yeah, which finger? My though? kids are scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The index finger. You can direct anything that way. Or this one. Or that one. <laughs> Mine's probably cauldrons with fire in them. Oh, I do love yeah, cauldron. I, I love to watch how the fire moves. There's been a few rituals that we've done here at the shop, whether I don't remember if they were coven ones or full ones, but where the fire has literally spiraled with we like a mill. Yeah. yeah. Um, with doing a mill around it and I just I, I think it's such it's a beautiful element. Mm -hmm. Um and I love to incorporate it. But you go first. I don't know. I've heard time with this one. Oh, okay. So we've got finger, which I also really like. Cauldron, which I also really like. I will say my next is probably my ritual knife. <laughs> um, which your children are also scared of. Yeah, which... <laughs> yes. It's very big. I don't know about that. Do I need children? Huh? Do we need to call your children? Sure. For which daughter is here, I will I will say it's a scary knife. Your <laughs> is. Confusing. But um, <laughs> the knife is nice because you can direct energy like with the wand. You can cut energy yeah. if you're trying to cut something away. Um, you could even, if you're in a pinch, use it to carve on a candle. You can um, use it to cut things that you're working with in a spell like you can use it for a bunch of different things so it's probably the yeah. next favorite multi-tool it's a multi-tool yeah okay mine might be like a little bit of a cop-out but i'm just gonna say the mind yeah. i think one of my favorite parts about witchcraft that's the is... most discordian answer by the way <laughs> uh. i love oh. the strategy of What'd putting together a spell i don't think i did anything but I did mean, they know that, that the, the boys the oh, boys no. call did they get a, mm -hmm. did they get a the cops <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> yeah i like i like the strategy of putting together a insanely thorough undoable spell mm-hmm mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh so you probably have enough time for one more question so, what do witches do for the community that they live in? All kinds of things. Yeah. So much. Uh, so, so, much. Protests. so much. Protests. Yes, been protests. As a coven, too. Like, I, I didn't make the last one because I had work. Um, but I, we bound to a few we do fundraisers. Yeah. Fundraisers. Um, we do a lot of work, like, meeting as a coven if something happens, like, politically. So, like, yeah. the... The biggest example I can think of right now is when all of this stuff started happening with, like, uh, trans, like, people. Um, they're in, like, them losing their rights as well as, like, the LGBTQ community losing our rights, because I'm, I'm in there. Um, but they, uh, we did a huge working then, mm -hmm. and I saw some pretty immediate things, yeah. like, yep. honestly. But, yeah. Yeah. We are not afraid to throw energy at a cause. Mm -mm. No. That's as true. long as it's something that's fair for everyone I feel like mm -hmm. like because I mean at least in my political standpoint it's don't be an asshole like don't hurt other people don't 
harm people and then anything outside of that like that's that's on you bro Right. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. And we do do more tangible things. Like in February, we yeah. all did charity, did charity yeah. work. I, I, did, I donated to the Street Dog Crew. Yeah. We donated did, blood. Donated yeah. blood. We did clothing drives. Clothing drives. Um, so much. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot for the community. And when we are asked for help, we step up and we help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. And we also donate food to animal shelters mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Homeless outreaches. Homeless yeah. outreaches. Yeah. We do healing work for people who ask. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're, we should probably go and tie the boys. Probably. We're probably going to get kicked out. Yep. Um, Austin, so, Austin already said we're not going to de- initiate now. Austin's <laughs> all bark, no bike. That's Come true. On. That's true. Okay, anyways, so we're going to go over some events that we've got coming up because we're excited about them. I'm yes. pretty sure we'll all be there for a good majority Brilliant. of them. Yep. Um, when are Start we? us off, Ashley. So one of my personal favorites is uh, the Seance. That's uh, Saturday the 29th at 8 o'clock. Should be so much fun. Yes. So much fun. If you're curious, a curious mind, come and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Three Journeys of the Fool. It's a series um, to learn more about the Fool and the Tarot. And each one of those will be on the Sunday. Um, and then that is I think Saturday. It's Sunday the 6th. Yeah. Sunday the yeah. 6th at 3 o'clock. Yep. Um, we have uh, Witch's Mass. On this coming Sunday, the 30th, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. It's 10 the last Sunday every month. Yes, the last Sunday every month. And it is a hoop. Yes, it is. It is. Yep. Um, we have a llamas right that we're doing, and it is family-friendly. You can bring the kiddos. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, that is on Tuesday the 1st at 7 p.m. You should definitely sign up for that. Yes. And especially if you have little kiddos. Yeah. I'm hoping you bring yours. Yeah. yeah. I will. Yeah, I'm definitely going to bring him. He's okay. going to have a blast. Okay, good. Because I haven't met him yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a present for him. Yes. Um, so, Saturday the 5th is the most amazing class ever because we are all graduates we of have, it. We have. <laughs> no, we were initiated out of it. No, yeah, we're, we're initiated. Yeah, we're initiated yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you graduate away from the witch, you get initiated out of it. Fun times. Anyways. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that is the Awakening the Witch class, which, if you didn't gather from the rest of the podcast, is fantastic. It helped us step into our power. It helped us become the witches we are. It is six months this time. Six months. Six months. Every week. Compared to my class. No, ours was a year. (laughs) Um, but it's every week for six months, $60 a month. Yep. Um, totally worth it. If you have... Any interest at all in stepping into your power and learning more about the craft, completely worth it. And I mean, if you're on the fence about it, take like a class, sign up for one of the classes, see how you feel about it. If you don't like it, no pressure, but give it that chance. Like there is so much knowledge that Austin has that he just shares and Mm -hmm. so, so many, like just everything that he's like, here's the full like understanding of this very particular topic like here's the history behind it here's how to work with it like here's how to move with it and it's just amazing to go through yeah really bottom line is like you need the guidance and you're ready to get serious 
um, it's a great thing to do for yourself and for your practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, we have the empath class on uh, Saturday, August 6th at 5 p.m. That's Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Sorry. August 6th <laughs> at 5 p.m. Um, it, it'll it'll be lots of fun if you're wanting to kind of grow that, that mental bone and learn more. That is a fantastic class to mm-hmm. take as a starter. Yeah. Well, thanks, wow. ladies. This has yeah. been fun. Thank you guys for listening. Stay salty. And stay, stay salty. salty. Yeah. Let's go get the boys. <laughs>